Today we learn Dhamma about associating with good friends, or Kalyanamitta, which is a blessing of our life. So what characteristics and qualities do good friends that we call Kalyanamitta have? And what causes us to associate with certain people? It's like when we make merit, we have friends that we gather together to do this with. Or for those who don't make merit and do other activities, they may have a different group of friends. And these friends may not be defined by gender or age. So what is the meaning of friends? Friends are those who we have affection for, those who we get along with, and those who have metta, goodwill for each other, through actions, speech and mind. Friends gather together with happiness and are not chosen based on gender, age, knowledge, nationality or religion. And we have various activities that we can do with friends together. We have similar characters and behaviours and we say they are close friends and acquaintances. Even though sometimes friends have different views but they don't argue and dispute to the level where it becomes severe and breaks their harmony. They can accept each other. One side comes on strong, but the other side will give in. This is the nature of close friends, the friends that can be trusted and aren't deceitful. They aren't a friend who leads you to a path of ruin. And there are many types of friends. There are neighbourhood friends, friends that we go out and have fun together with. These are the ones we know just briefly. Or there is a friend that is a true friend. Or for students, it can be school friends. Or in an institution or organisation, the ones who work there are able to talk and get along easily because they have the same love for that institution. It's like having something that connects one another. If someone from a different institution comes, then there can be conflicts with each other, and then small issues can become big issues. Whereas, if it is in the same institution, then even if it is a big and serious issue, it can be discussed and it can become a small issue. There can be compromise and concessions made. So these are friends who work in an institution together. So what are the qualities of a Kalyanamitta? There are seven qualities. They are lovable in terms of being friendly to each other. We meet them and feel at ease. They can talk about one's joys and sorrows with each other. They make us feel like we want to talk to them and consult them about different issues, both small and big. And then we feel more at ease. So it's valuable to talk to them. The second quality is being esteemed and respected according to their status. They make us feel warm and they can be a refuge for our heart. We can be safe. They are worthy of respect, appropriate to their status. The third quality is that they are admired or praiseworthy. As a person with knowledge and true wisdom, they are still always training and improving themselves. So they are to be taken as a model to follow. When we think of them, we feel good and are impressed. Like we are practicing Dhamma here, and we may have friends who see us doing good, and they see it as admirable and praiseworthy. 
They see us giving alms, listening to Dhamma, sitting meditation, and our friends start to incline to follow what we are doing. Or we invite them to come, and they come readily. Because we have met with something that is good, that is meritorious and skillful. So these people are admirable and praiseworthy. They are someone who are improving themselves constantly. And they are someone who is of the fourth quality, which is one who knows how to speak, to counsel rationally, and is easy to understand. And the important thing is that they can be admonished to head to the good path so that they receive better things. This is called a virtue of a Kalyanamitta. And the fifth quality is patience and endurance in listening to the words of others. They are ready to receive various advice and criticism. They can endure it. They can listen without being bored, not being irritated. But we should know that there are boundaries to this as well. Just because they are our friend and so we go say whatever we want. And we say it to them over and over again. But then it won't be possible that our friend is not bored of it. It will be difficult for them not to become irritated because they are not a noble being. So we need to know the limit on expressing our discontent, complaints and criticisms. It should be no more than the receiver can accept. It's not that we want to say something to our friend and so we can just say whatever we want. It's not just that to the husband or wife or to our children and we can just say whatever, complaining and speaking harshly about all sorts of things. Or for the children, they should think if they are speaking back and arguing too much to the parents. It is karma that is made towards each other. Because the mother is a good friend to their child. Or we could even say that they are an arahant, an enlightened being. But the mother must also know the limits for the amount to teach their children as well. And the next quality, number six, is when one are close friends, then they can express and speak to each other about things that are troubling and difficult in their hearts. They have affection. They don't spread around what that friend has told them and keeps it between them. This is a friend that is a Kalyanamitta, which is hard to find too. And to recognize a Kalyanamitta, we need to have wisdom. And this is contained within the seventh quality of not advising them of bad things that pulls them to the paths of ruin, which is going to apaya, states of woe, like going out late at night, gambling, going to places that are not good or appropriate, doing bad deeds and cheating others. So these are the seven qualities and virtues of a Kalyanamitta. So we can contemplate how many of these qualities do those that we associate with have. And we look at what are the reasons why we associate with others. The Buddha said that those who associate together must have the same disposition. They have similar characteristics and behaviours. Those who have similar bad qualities, they associate with bad and inferior people. So whether in the past or in the future, people who associate with each other have the same disposition. Even in the present, 
those who we associate with must have the same disposition. Those who drink alcohol seek out those who drink alcohol. People who don't drink alcohol associate with those who have sila dhamma, morality. There are even those who are 18, 19 or 20 years old and associate with those that are 50 years old because their characters and tendencies are similar in their interest in Dhamma, in giving alms, listening to Dhamma, meditation and learning Dhamma. It is not dependent on age, gender or stage in life. It is in the karma that we make in a similar way we call achasaya. It is compared to milk that can be mixed with milk, oil can mix with oil, and honey from different places can be mixed together. Even if the honey is not 100% pure, it can still be mixed together. This is an example that the Buddha gave to us. Here, the Buddha said that forests are like the mental defilements. Why do they arise? They arise because of gathering together and frequent chatting. The defilements will go away from not associating in that way. It's like one person stranded in the water clutching a log. If the log is too small, they could drown in the water. This is compared to a lazy person who will drown. But one who is not lazy, has diligence and effort, doesn't get discouraged, and associates with a wise person who is peaceful, a noble being, and with an established mind who is ever diligent and persevering. When we associate with wise people like that, then they can show us where to get good results. So there is a saying that associating with a fool will take us to the wrong path. Associating with wise people will take us to get good things. And so this leads us to continue on with the story of Venerable Yasa after he listened to the Dhamma from the Buddha and became a Sotapanna, stream-enterer. His father and mother became Sotapannas, and Venerable Yasa listened to the Dhamma for the second time, and he became an Arahant. Here, Yasa was the son of a wealthy family who had happiness in the five cords of sensuality. But he was distressed and oppressed in his heart, as we know from his story, which we have learnt about previously. And this son of the wealthy family wasn't alone, as he had a lot of friends. He had built a lot of barami, spiritual accumulations before. His four friends were named Vimala, Subahu, Punaji and Gawampati. These four friends heard the news that Venerable Yasa had been ordained already, and they were interested that their friend had done something extraordinary. Yasa was the son of a wealthy family, so why would he renounce it all to ordain? If Yasa hadn't found something excellent or better than what he had, then their friend wouldn't have gone. In the past, these five friends had a life of fun and enjoyment, and so they went to Venerable Yasa, and Yasa took them to pay respects to the Buddha. After hearing the Dhamma for the first time, they attained to Sotapanna. The second time, they attained to Arahantship. This was because they had built Barami together. And Yasa had another 50 friends. He had a lot of friends, which shows that he was someone who was loved and a Kalyanamitta of his friends. 
the 50 friends heard the news that Venerable Yasa and his four friends had been ordained already, so they went to go find them. They followed them with faith. They were curious as to how this happened. But when they saw the Buddha and listened to the Dhamma, they attained to Sotapanna, and on the second talk became Arahants too. How was it so easy? All Dhammas must have their causes and conditions. It's not just by chance. The Buddha wants us to become Sotapanna's and Arahants as well, but we need to have our start-up capital. If we don't have any capital, then we may just take refuge in the Triple Gem, but it's very good if we have start-up capital in the Dhamma that we have practiced before. Like in the story of Venerable Yasa and his 54 friends, together the 55 of them had made merit together in the past. One day they found a pregnant woman who had died and they decided to cremate her. So they took her to the cremation ground and in that cremation ground there was Yasa and the four friends, so the five of them who cremated her. Yasa, who was the chief of that village, used a stake to pierce the body and turning it over and over. He did this and he was able to get the Asuba Kamatana, a meditation object on the foul and unattractive. And the friends also got that Asuba Kamatana as Yasa told his friends to see that the corpse with the skin which has broken open resembled the hide of a spotted cow. It was impure, foul-smelling and loathsome. And the four friends got the Asuba Kamatana. The five of them went home and told their other 55 friends. And they got the Asuba Kamatana as well. So this was because of the tendencies and causes that had been done before. And they had the desire to attain and to see the Dhamma. So coming to listen to the Dhamma of the Buddha and attaining to the paths and fruits of Nibbāna was from the causes and conditions they had done. So we all have been learning Dhamma all the time up until now, learning through the Dhamma video session every Friday from this monastery, or we learn Dhamma according to our time and when we have a chance, and we practice until the peacefulness of the mind arises. Then we may gain a meditation object that stays with us like a nimitta, a mental vision. Just like in the story of Yasa and his friends who entered the first absorption of jhana. For us, we may not get to that level, but it's still uncertain, and we may very well get it in this life if our spiritual development and causes are sufficient and ready. The Buddha gives a Dhamma talk, or we listen to the Dhamma from a disciple of the Buddha, and we are able to see the Dhamma and can attain awakening. This is the pulling of one to a good path, not pulling one to a path of ruin. It's a good friend, not a fake friend. Like the friend who just wants to gain and find benefit for themselves. This is not a true friend, but a fake friend. When we associate with a good friend, then we will gain benefit, which is a blessing for our life. That we have associated with the Dhamma and the Samasambuddha, the perfectly awakened Buddha, this is the highest blessing. But as we aren't in time to meet the Buddha, so we associate with his Dhamma teachings. 
and the Dhamma will take our hearts to the best thing, to be established in dana, sila, bhavana, in sila, samadhi, banya. Then our minds will know and see the Dhamma. So, may you all take the Dhamma to contemplate and to practice with. May you all see the Dhamma. <laughs>